Here we go. Day 16. You already have it. <laughs> Why don't you say out loud right now? I already have it. You know, the story in Second Kings chapter 4, the story of the widow whose husband died. He was one of the sons of the prophets, and she's in debt. The creditors are coming, or have come, and said, we want to take, or we are going to take your two sons uh, as slaves to pay off the debt. And she comes in contact with the prophet Elisha. And Elisha asks her a question. What do you have in your house? And really the question is, what do you have? And so she answers, she says, I have nothing. She starts her answer that way. I have nothing except a little oil. And so what gets me excited is, is that anytime that we're in the presence of true prophetic ministry, it takes our eyes off of what we think we don't have to put our eyes on what we actually do have. Because I believe we already have the key to breakthrough in our lives. We already have the key to the miracle. We already have the beginning point of abundance. And so this belief system is so powerful. Now, the enemy of our souls, the devil, who's called the accuser of the brethren, he has said in John 8, he is, Jesus says that he is a liar and the father of all lies. He constantly lies. And one of the ways that <clears throat> he seeks to lie to us is by using negative comparison to have us focus on, on what we think we don't have enough of. Now, this is really important in the whole area of, of joy and walking in joy. It's difficult or impossible to walk in joy if we are fixated on what we believe we don't have enough of. We don't have enough intelligence. We don't have enough good looks. We don't have enough good body shape <laughs> that that may be under the category of good good looks we don't we don't have enough money we don't have enough love for god we're not courageous enough we don't have favor with key people we don't have enough open doors we don't have enough abilities we don't have enough self control we don't have enough physical strength we don't have enough victories. And the list can go on. It, it ties into the never enough lie that I speak about in my book, Fully Convinced, The Art of Decision Making, and that we have a difficulty being fully convinced we're significant, and what we're doing is significant because of the we're just never doing enough. Now, People 
I write in a devotional, people ready to go to the next level do not fixate on their weaknesses, on what is missing from their lives. What went wrong in the past or what they think they should be. Now, let me read those again, because this is really crucial to our victory, our belief that we are significant now and what we're doing right now is significant. People ready to go to the next level do not fixate on their weaknesses, on what is missing from their lives, where they believe they're at a disadvantage in, what went wrong in the past, or what they think they should be, but, but believe they are not. This, this thought, you already have it. I already have it. It is, it is so important. And again, I'm not saying we, we ignore weaknesses or we ignore our past or don't seek to improve. But what we believe about these things is more important, really, than th these things, whether it's our past. Because nobody's past can block their future, but current beliefs can. The past in itself doesn't have the power to stop us from a transformed, radically positive future, but the conclusions that we make about ourselves, that we make about our potential, do have the potential to stop us. I love to say this, that when I was a younger leader, I was talking, I was saying to the Lord, I can't wait until I do something great. He said, instead of waiting to do something great, why don't you attach great faith to what you're doing right now, and it will become great. Now, it's important to identify what we have, what we're good at. It's important to put language to that. It's important to write it down, and I believe this would be such a good good one to do today, to do on day 20, on our reflection activation day. But really, what are you good at? This is, the, the, the prophet asked the widow, what do you have? What do you have in your house? I ask you, what do you have? What are you good at? I'm, I give you a, a list of, of, of advantages. What advantages do you have? And to be able to articulate. Like I could say, I am, I am good at encouragement. I am good at communication. Now, I'm like you. Uh, there's areas where I, I wish I was better at. Areas uh, that I don't feel like I'm as strong in. 
maybe in, in releasing physical healing, maybe in having deep heart connections with people. And, you know, those are a couple areas that, man, I wish I was I was stronger and, and, and being able to, you know, communicate and, <laughs> and that and express myself better. And, and, and there's times where I focus more on that. It doesn't mean I don't, I don't want to grow in that area. I do. But I need to understand what am I good at because it's, what I have is going to be the key to the miracle. It's going to be the key to the miracle. And, and in the story, she got a whole bunch of vessels, filled them until the last vessel was filled, then, then it stopped. So I propose we identify what we have, attach faith to its significance, and then dedicate it to the glory of God. And as we do, something powerful is going to happen. You know, when we dedicate it and we just say, Lord, I give it to you again. I give you my gift of encouragement. I give you my communication. I, I, I give you my favor that I have. I dedicate it to you. I acknowledge that you've given it to me and I have it. I already have it. And you are a person who already has it. This is, this is powerful. <laughs> I get fired up talking to you. Hey, tomorrow, day 17, that's it. That's the stronghold.